Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Two Average Grind Rules podcast. I'm your host, Prashant. And I'm your host, Andreas. And today is Monday, October 10th, Thanksgiving, mon- uh, brand new Monday. You know, Andreas, how's your weekend? And you so far? It's been amazing, you know, great time in Ottawa as per usual. So the weekend has been great. Um, weather-wise, getting on, it's a bit, weather-wise, it's a bit too chilly for it to be the beginning of October. Weather-wise, pretty good times, um, enjoying the autumn, the colors, the leaves changing. So cannot really complain. How are you, Shang? How are you doing? Not bad, absolutely. The f- fall colors are starting. Seems like it just happens overnight sometimes because it's not there, not there, and then all of a sudden, all these beautiful colors. But yeah, so the weekend was amazing. I know you came down, and then the green was here, and my, my brother was here, so it was a good time. Got out, did a little bit of fun thing activities around Ottawa. Otherwise, same old, same old. Yeah, not too much. So, Shang, why don't you tell us, what did you learn this week? So, this week, I learned I learned a little bit more about just different games, actually. So, I'm like, as I've been mentioning in the last couple of episodes, I've been getting to, back into gaming. Um, there's so many fun games. One game that I recently got back into is called Crusader Kings 2. And it's a pretty old game, but they have this mod for Game of Thrones fans, so where you can play as a king or a queen and take over, try to take over Westeros, so trying to get back into that. So I've been, you know, getting back into gaming and been learning lots about on how to play. I think it's always fun, right? Because, like, especially for me, I hadn't, I used to game a lot, then I stopped for a bit, and then now getting back into it, just learning the mechanics of different games and have fun. Like, honestly, I can spend hours and hours just gaming. But mm-hmm. simple games, complicated games, you know, I think it's always fun to learn new games and old games better. Absolutely. No, it's nice to get back into some of kind of like the your previous hobbies and get back into it. Exactly. So, Andres, what did you learn this past week? Um, this past week, something that I learned, not as fun, or actually not as fun, or any fun at all, like yours, but I learned a little bit more about Skid Row in LA, and kind of like that entire, kind of like in police intervention, city-wide type of thing to deal with, um, to live with people living on the streets, or with the people that are mentally ill. Uh, so, yeah, not great strategies, but, you know, sometimes, um, yeah, no, it's just it's not the greatest intervention ever. Um, also, don't know if it's the best use of resources, but I learned a lot about Skid Row and learned that it's not the only, that LA, it's not the only place that has something similar. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember the other cities, but... there's other cities across the world that kind of like implement the same system in which they kind of cluster and put their or like put all of their entire population that lives on the streets they try to push them towards one particular 
area of the town. Mm -hmm. um, there's different studios across the world that also do that, but they just don't name it Skid Row. But it's the same principle. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's just, I think it's a way they think it's the best way to um, make other places in the city better. And a lot of, you know, gentrification and trying to trying to give everyone else a better neighborhood. But is it the right thing to do? It's kind of like debatable. That is pretty interesting. I love learning new things, whether it's small things, big things. I, honestly, this is my favorite part of the episodes, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a nice thing, always to know. Andres, what are we talking about this week? Uh, this week, we are going to be talking about elections and voting. We know we've done an episode in the past about it. But that was more at the federal Canadian level. But this episode, we want to talk a little bit more about the provincial local level. And what does that look like? Exactly. So I know, you know, Quebec just went through a big election. How did it go? And what are your thoughts on it? So, yeah. So Quebec on October 3rd, we had uh, we had our provincial election to reelect um, the assembly over here. And if you ask me, in my opinion, it didn't go the best because the CAC, which is uh, which is a very, um, how to put it, very conservative, Quebec-centric, Quebec interest, Francophone uh, type of movement. Um, one again, majority government, and I think they even won with a better, like with a bigger majority this time. Um, so, in my opinion, it didn't go great as just because they are the party that lately has been in, has lately been implementing and adapting and incorporating this very, very extreme regulations and very extreme laws in regards to what Quebec is. So um, I would say not the greatest, but then that's on like the political side. But just in terms of voting, you know, we keep on seeing the same thing. We see most of like middle-aged old people voting and still being a big gap for the younger people uh, voting. And on like, and most population doesn't like they don't vote. So it is kind of like extreme to see that uh, majority, like a lot of people complain, but then when it comes to voting, uh, do people don't do it? And then that parties like this get a majority government, um, but not with actually like a total good representation of the population. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's one of the things I know we've said in the past, but provincial elections and local municipal elections, obviously, you know, just as important as some of the federal ones. And I think a lot of people don't understand that because for your day-to-day -day basis, the bigger impacts are from your local and provincial. And I think like in a country like Canada, or kind of like in the States, like local elections are actually, I would say, 
as important or if not more important than the federal elections just because a lot of things get decided in Canada at the provincial level. Like so many things. Actually, when you look at it, the federal level, the federal government, yeah, they do have jurisdiction across the country, but a lot of the decisions made at the federal government are very blanket, very like just to try to at peace all the provinces which have very different points of view. But when it comes to provincial decisions, like they do have a say. Like for example, like of course I focus on healthcare because that's kind of like the area that I'm in, but that's a provincial decision. Each province decides how they want to administer the healthcare, how they're gonna structure it. Um what to include, what not to include, what the budget is going to look like, all of that comes from the provincial level, right? So um, voting provincially can really matter and can really determine how resources are going to get used in the province because uh, the federal government can say like, oh, we're going to give you budget if you do this. But then at the end of the day, the province is going to decide how to truly administer and use those things. Exactly. And you know, you and I were talking about this the other day. With that also comes, you know, we always look at the bigger picture things and complain, but we sometimes, you know, even myself included, there's a lot of things that are actually com- done on the lower levels and that we should be more careful of that. And, you know, two of the things that I personally noticed is a lot of people complain, complain, complain during election season, yet two things, they don't vote or they vote based on who knows what they don't really look at the people's platform you know they look you know i mean using justin trudeau as the best example you know some people voted just because he looked good or his hair was amazing (laughs) i mean not a bad criteria to vote for just kidding no it's actually bad that you'd go for someone's looks um but yeah no it's just another thing it's it's just like people just don't do their research and they yeah they just keep on following the same um, the same type of voting or like voting for the same people that they their friends are voting for or that their family has voted for or just because they despite something, right? Exactly. So, I mean, that's a thing, right? There's so many ways we can learn about what each candidate stands for and, you know, whether it's listen to the debates reading their websites, you know, there's so many things you can do. And, you know, yet we still don't do that. And we base it on politics has become so dividing these days. And not just here in Canada, US, you know, throughout the world, it really has become a left or right issue. And there's no, it almost seems like there's no leeway for um, compromise. Yeah, no. And I think, like you mentioned, it is like a world phenomenon right now that is very liberal like it's a very liberal like not even liberal i would say it's a very progressive versus a very um very right-wing point of view it's no longer liberal versus conservative like conservative um kind of like playing in the modern world it's more it's starting to go into the extremes which is very very worrisome because um the people that are voting in reality, they are the ones that are more towards the right-leaning type of way because they're, in a certain way, they're the older generation. They might be tired of kind of like 
what they would call the woke culture, millennials and all of that progressive idealism. And they want to still kind of like hold on tight to their beliefs, what the national identity should be. Uh, and everyone voting more towards the leftist side, the progressive side. It's more actually on the younger side. We don't see like some middle-aged people, but like their main target, it's the younger population. But sadly, that is a population that it's not voting. Um, give it or take it, the reasons why we don't go out to vote, they might vary um, because some people are just like, could be as simple as like, I'm too cool to vote. Or like, there's really no one I want to vote for, so I might as well uh, not vote. And I think there's a lot of like, there's not information about the consequences of not voting. Yep, exactly. And that's the thing with, especially with young people, it's like, some of them think, oh, it's not going to affect me right now. But little do they realize, you know, everything affects them. (laughs) Yes, everything does have an impact. And then at the end of the day, right, uh, depending on how the political party is structured or like kind of like the political system is structured, um, your vote can actually or like if you abstain on your vote or something that can actually be thrown into like whoever the winner it is. Right. Uh, It really depends how your vote in a system Um, system works. But I know at least back home, some of like the votes that are put on the abstain Thing. at the end of the day whoever won that specific vote, voting poll they do take the the abstaining votes or like they did not vote type of vibe uh they get put into the winners so like they actually get more votes at the end of the day so uh you really like people have to be very careful and like like i don't think there's enough stress being put on once again one can what it's done professionally and i think this is what it's gonna it really speaks a lot of volumes in Canada. Is like, you know, we have a liberal as our prime minister, but when we look at our provinces, right, um, it's mainly the Maritimes, like Maritimes provinces in the Atlantic, or BC that have left-winning, moderate, uh premiers but all the way from Alberta until Quebec which is half of the provinces but the ones with the most population um like Ontario and Quebec they have very conservative governments at the moment so there's no like aligning of what you know what the federal government wants to do compared to what the provincial government wants to Exactly. And, you know, we see this throughout the world, not just here in North America, but throughout the world where, especially lately, the political spectrum keeps swinging back and forth, right? Like we just saw Italy elect a far-right candidate. (laughs) Yeah. You know, obviously, Italy is a little bit exception, I guess, because they go back and forth between politicians quite a lot. But even then, like, you know, it wasn't that long ago they had Mussolini as a leader and it seems like they haven't learned that much. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's like, that's kind of like the thing is because it's like the worried is like, how much do people know about like the history behind a party, right? Um, 
like what are the bases where are some of these arguments coming from and i think it's because either people like let's be real politically a lot of people did not get informed a lot of people just vote to vote for like oh this or that or this is at least worse word or just you know like i said out of spite is like oh we're tired of this government let's make a change and then they vote like one of their radical people in um but it's not understanding what their what the policies are or not understanding overall the entire policies and just being like oh they said this this is what i believe in they align in this but okay i'll vote for them for that when other parts of the platform might not align with kind of like what would you think would be best for the country or like for the province exactly and you know just trying to find that common ground for all of us like i have lots of friends that are all over the political spectrum but for the most part you know my friends include myself on the left side and one interesting thing is obviously you know especially like recent one example that i have is ottawa is also going through local municipal elections for the mayor councillors and one comment that really struck out to me is one of the candidates that we have who's a little bit more i guess centrist a little bit right wing i want to say but mostly centrist you know his fan base or his voter base is a lot older people and they're more likely to vote you know their mom numbers might be a little bit lower but they're more like likely to vote versus the are the left wing candidate who's very progressive you know she has amazing ideas and people are you know saying go vote for her but her voting base is a little bit on the younger side and less likely to vote so you know it's going to be interesting to see how this goes because i mean it affects everything within ottawa but definitely you know would it be a sign of things to come in bigger elections in canada mhm yeah and that's kind of like the worry like i don't know i want to say worried but like kind of like moving forward right um uh, i think they what politically is going to be changing canada is and i think that's something we've seen actually throughout the world it's uh i like i mean i might be biased because i'm a moderate moderate slash uh leftist in here uh, so I might say like, oh, the left hasn't changed. Of course, they might change. They've changed. I acknowledge they become a little bit more progressive in that end, and I do acknowledge that within the like the liberal spectrum, uh, there's like very a lot of like controversy of like, um, in a certain way, what will be the rich liberals compared to like the working class liberals and the liberals with less income compared to like I would say the right wing in which really doesn't matter where like it does matter where you are kind of like on the income spectrum but the values are a little bit um and yeah values and beliefs are pretty aligned across all socioeconomical classes whereas on the liberal left side they're not i really depends where you are at in terms of like what you want some of this this like interventions decisions trying to help the welfare state and all of that but um in that end it does seem like generally across the world uh the la- the right sorry the right side has been taking a little bit more of an extremer like sense um you know kind of like it's usually like yes advocating for um advocating for like the national identity and all of that but it's been 
taken lately into like a very extreme side of what it means to be um it wants to be a nationalist and i think a lot of these right wings are more moving yeah into like the very extreme side in which it's not really uh it's not really being a conservative, you know, uh, it's moving more into those authoritarian, fascist type of ideals that we were worried back in the day <laughs> about. Um, so I think there's like a big, big, um, big misconception of what it is to be in a certain way, what, what's to be a conservative uh, compared to what it is to be someone that has very traditional points of view you know absolutely and and whether it's small elections or big elections you definitely have to be careful about you know not only how you're voting but like in what manner are you getting your information you know like a lot of politics ties into the misinformation topic that we've had in the past you know especially you know coming election seasons where there's it seems like misinformation central. Yeah. It's, yeah, they play on the misinformation or like people basically just not trusting certain institutions. And I guess like, you know, how do we prevent that? Like how do we, and the next step is how do we hold politicians accountable? Yes. Um, I think that's the hardest part because it really, I mean, I don't know, there's not really, like, a point of view in which, like, at least in the systems that we've created, politically, it's hard to hold them accountable. And, like, the only way to really hold them accountable is, it's really when it comes to election time, right? Um, and not even, I mean, in Canada might be different, but at least in the States, for example, like, when it comes to the primaries, right? Like, that's kind of like when you can hold them accountable and be like, sorry, you didn't do your job, so no, thank you. <laughs> um, but even when it comes to elections, to actually vote to decide who will be representing you, that's when, in a certain way, you hold them accountable. But it is hard just because of the way political maps are designed, because people don't really know about it. So it is, I would say political systems are not perfect in a way to kind of like in that way to hold hold our politicians accountable and be like you're doing wrong exactly and it seems like obviously the top one percent of the one percent get away with everything but you know politicians i don't think they're top one percent one percent they are part of the one percent for various means but sometimes it's really frustrating to see you know politicians can get away with so much and they almost seem above the law compared to the rest of us average yeah, sometimes they do that, or sometimes, I don't know, it's just, it is complicated because, yeah, there's never, like, a right or a wrong answer Um, in terms of, yeah, it's just a very complicated topic, and, you know, I think people just also don't they don't want to get out of their way in order to inform their decision and i think that's what's really hurting like in a certain way hurting us um 
And people might be like, oh, that's because you're on the left side of the thing, of the spectrum. But um, I would say it affects everyone because even, you know, when you're on the right wing, a lot of the politicians are backed by big corporations and tax money and they are only looking for the interest of very few right and i think uh keep on voting for that then their less politicians are going to be interested in actually making reforms and looking out for uh the most unfortunate uh, the most vulnerable the most unfortunate people in the country as well as the working class which is like at the end of the day is a socioeconomical position that keeps on getting towed honestly between like they are like the growing class one and then at the end of the day they are kind of like trying to pull themselves to see in a way like how how can we make our money worth <laughs> the most exactly and sometimes that is the hard part right yeah that's a very hard line to walk and even me sometimes i get you know it's trying to find i i guess and with anything in life it's just trying to find that balance and how you how you personally go about it and how you like you know even because like politics is one thing you know they say don't talk to other people about because it you can get heated but i think you know i honestly think we should talk about politics more because it it affects so many other things in life it does it does and it, i think like the more you hide it or like the more you don't talk about it the less you can actually kind of like see the people that actually have a different opinion right and kind of like understand where where they're coming from and i think like with anything in life like if you're disagreeing sometimes it's good to have those conversations in order to understand where people are coming from right like being on the left side like I will never clearly understand why someone will vote on the right side, like vote for a conservative or, or even more of a right-leaning um, party. But sometimes by engaging in those conversations, you kind of like, you can understand their train of thought. Not saying that you, you, you will agree with it, like you don't have to agree with them. Um, at the same time, you do not have to fully be like, oh, yeah, that's a logical form of thinking. Because sometimes listening to them to understand their train of thought, sometimes, honestly, that train of thought is very illogical and does like really has no doesn't make sense at the end of the day. But if you don't have those conversations, then how how can you know why the reasons are people vote? in a certain way especially when it comes like honestly when it comes to like kind of like the difference of how people vote locally compared to how people vote federally yeah it's very interesting to understand uh, and see why you know why certain people vote a certain way uh when it comes to when it comes to election time like for example over here in quebec i mean it's very similar people that vote for the cac will vote for the bloc Quebecois like it's very aligned but then really where the distinction comes from is like people voting uh, people voting liberal or Quebec solidaire here um, they might switch in the federal election and those voting liberal might vote NDP and those voting Quebec solidaire might vote liberal at the federal election 
right? Uh, so for example, the island like Montreal, it gets painted depending if it's federal or provincial, it either gets painted red or it gets painted orange. Um, so there's like pockets that do change between federal and provincial elections. And it's interesting to understand what's what are what are some of the things that are drawing others to vote for a different uh, a different way. Exactly. And you know, like I said earlier, everything that we everything in politics affects us, whether it's in small ways or big ways. And I think it's just really up to us and the people that are you to break it down for you. You know, politics can be very confusing. But I think if you just take the time to break it down into smaller things, smaller topics, and, you know, even when you fail to ask somebody, right? Like, anything in life, just ask. <laughs> exactly. It's all about asking. But I think a lot of these conversations have just become, like, a yelling fight, a yelling, like, this is how we're going to do it, and all of that. But it's not really end up in a very productive argument. But it is, I would say it's still worse um and like honestly it does worry how like how a lot of the prevent like the local level elections are going um because then you know whatever gets enacted at the federal level who knows how it's gonna get enacted in the provincial and municipal level just because of the difference in in view so i don't know if you read reading Liberchank, but whoever the new leadership and the new premier of um the premier of Alberta, it's, um, they're, in my opinion, they're off to a rough start. Um, if we saw, thought Kenny was very right-wing leaning and was very kind of like on the extremer side, I, I don't know where Alberta will be heading uh, with their new, with their new premier. Yeah, you're right. It will be very, I mean, it is Alberta. <laughs> But, I mean, hopefully, you know, we want the best for every other province in Canada, obviously, but it will be very interesting to see how it goes for them. Extremely interesting. Um, yeah, who knows? It's, um, yeah, uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's very worrisome, especially given her very first statement as a as a premier say that those that are the unvaccinated people are the most discriminated against group um so that just puts into context what type of what type of uh what type of agenda they have and who are they trying to whose interests are going to be fighting for um i also think like in a different conversation, but uh, I also think we are past the vaccinated versus unvaccinated type of discussion and all of the issues that that brought. So do not understand why bring it forward again when it's an issue, like I would say it has been settled. <laughs> so, and also putting it in major perspective um, as in, in a Canadian perspective, I don't think it's um, it's not appropriate. It's very inappropriate to make such a statement, given you know, colonialism. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, any final thoughts about local provincial elections, Brishank? Um, 
you know, like we've always mentioned, go out and vote. And if you can't vote for whatever reason, do your research, right? Obviously, don't just go on one website and say, hey, this is why I'm voting for this person. Actually, look at all the platforms, look at all the, even the stories. And, you know, nowadays with the age of social media, it's super easy to see if a person, you know, has said various things on social media, right? So go on there, see if, you know, even if, what if your favorite, you know, care, uh, favorite, not character, favorite um, <laughs> um, politician has said something in the past. Would that influence your vote? Maybe, maybe not. But even then, I think it's all good to do background research no matter, on, you know, no matter who is running. Exactly. Do your research, do your research, do your research. That's the best way to go about it. Exactly. How about you, Andres? Any last thoughts? Um, any last thoughts? I would say it will really come down on one understanding your political system, like or here in the states, in Mexico. Um, a lot of it, it's very, it's very regionalized. It's provincial. At the end of the day, when a lot of decisions are may, being made. So just be, uh, just know kind of like what your issues are, like understanding the issues that can be solved at the federal level and what the jurisdiction the federal level has on some of those issues. And then looking at your province, what are some of the issues that your province is, or like state, whatever, wherever you live <laughs> is facing and how a provincial government can address them. And yeah, doing your research to see which best politician uh, is out there in order to address those issues um, because that's kind of like a certain way. The beauty of provincial um, provincial government is that you can tackle on some of the issues that are just particular uh, particular to the province or like the state. Uh, but you gotta understand um, the consequences of understanding the consequences of having certain parties involved so just doing your research and understanding the jurisdiction of each government will help exactly so like like always you know just be be cautious but obviously do your best to help yourself and others absolutely so Bishang, let's wrap it up so what are you looking forward for this week well, for this week, the script has flipped. Uh, I'll be coming to Montreal to visit you, and Agrima and her friends will be there as well. So it's the, I guess the Thanksgiving party continues. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, we just took a tiny break from each other. Exactly. So that's what I'm looking forward to for this week. Um, this week's, you know, it's gonna go by quick because Monday is a holiday for most, well, most Canadians, I think, if not all. And Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, go, we'll go by fast. And Thursday, I'll be heading to Montreal. But first, I'll be going to the office for the first time in almost, what, two more than two years, two and a half years. I'll be working from the office. Interesting, not really looking forward to it, but that's fine. We'll we'll do what we uh, Yeah, no, that's exciting. How about you, Andres? What are you looking forward to this week? Well... As same as you, I'm looking forward for y'all come to visit the lovely city of Montreal and enjoying the autumn here because, uh, you know, 
Quebecois autumn. It's pretty cute and adorable. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, other things that I'm looking forward to is maybe I'll do a hike or two uh, outside Montreal just to continue enjoying the autumn while it lasts. Um, just because we do have some warmer temperatures, so might as well enjoy them. And But other than that, uh, probably looking forward to keep on slipping, having a regular sleeping schedule um, and keeping and being able to sleep more than five hours a day. Um, that's what I'm looking forward because we're still in reading week. But other than that, that's it. I think it's like a very chill week before the storm once again starts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, Andreas, where can our listeners reach out to us if they want to talk to us about politics or anything else? So, if you want to reach out to us and have a conversation about it, um, you can reach us out at the Two Average Brown Bros over uh, Instagram and on Twitter. We're always there. Uh, nothing too bad. <laughs> so, we don't buy. And honestly, if you do have a different point of view, not only in elections, politics, but in other things that we've talked about. Honestly, we are more than open to have that conversation as long as it's respectful. Exactly. Honestly, we don't bite, but absolutely bring us any topic. And like with anything else, if you have any comments, concerns, questions, or private yourself, talk to us, reach out to us, let us know, and we'll be happy to, you know, have a calm and peaceful discussion. <laughs> Absolutely. But other than that, thank you again for tuning in uh, to our podcast. And hopefully everything is going perfect. I hope everyone had a lovely Thanksgiving and had a lot of good, amazing food and enjoyed it with a company of their loved ones, their friends, whoever just spent it with. Other than that, thank you again for tuning in and watch out for a brand new episode of the Two Average Brummers podcast next week. Bye. See y'all.